Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Announcements are offering toward the end of the service. We just want to keep going. You know, our church is going to be on this piece of property right here. Uh, the architects have, and general contractors have convinced us this is the place for it. And even today, we're marking spots. You're marking spots that uh, that square foot of space could have your name on it and your testimony. The place where you prayed for someone and they were healed, the place where you received your healing, place where someone you brought to church got saved. And I, I just saw marks happening. We, uh, we used to go minister with Bill Johnson down to Webb, Alabama for about 10 or 12 years, a, a, a church in Webb that he just felt, Lord, say, go there, go there, go there. And I remember this lady named Linda who was a part of our church for many years, lived in Macon, Georgia. She commuted from Macon for many years, school of ministry, coming three nights a week, many of the people from Macon and Warner Robins. But Linda was right there, stage three cancer, healed on that mark. We marked the spot, and every year we'd come back. Every year we'd come back and we'd say, that's where Linda got healed. There, that square foot, we, we owned that. That was our name. That was a testimony. That was God do it again. And I just sense you are placing in the ground your name, your testimony. Whether you're giving it, you're receiving it, it doesn't matter. The Lord is so good, isn't he? We're, gonna, we're just going to have a, a good old service, and we'll just let it flow, see what happens, all right? Lord reminded me in worship that about 14 years ago, I stood before our church. Lindy and I were on the leadership team there, and I remember standing before them with a confession, a cry. They said, this, there's a verse in the Bible that bothers me. I don't like it. It's in my top 10 worst verses in the Bible. I almost hate this verse. I don't like this verse because I'm not living this verse. These signs will follow those who believe. They'll heal the sick. They'll cleanse the leper. Cast out demons and raise the dead. And I, it was a confession, a leader's confession to the church. Like these signs are not following me. I need to change me or change my doctrine. I need to change me or change my life and what I believe. And, it's, and as I look back 14 years later, it's as if a domino fell that day. You know, sometimes your prayers feel like they hit the top of the tent and fall back down, the top of the sheetrock and fall back down. But sometimes you just have a sense like it shot in heaven heard. And that cry, I feel like God heard. It's almost as if you would just lean into him. He's running towards you. You lean a little bit into him with a heartfelt cry, with a heartfelt confession, with your heart true. And he 
explodes out of the, bo- the blocks like Usain Bolt. You lean, he explodes. And I can, Lindy and I could tell you an hour story of a domino after domino from that heartfelt cry. And even to the Holy Spirit reminding me, hey, think about today compared to that 14 years ago. He's the God of change. He can change every one of us. Amen? Things can happen. We're having a healing service today from a, from a pastor who's saying, these signs are not following us. Well, they're following us today. So the Lord is good, isn't he? So there are marks like Linda had, a place where we remember it, remembrance stones. Like in the spirit, they have your name on it. And it becomes part of your fabric and who you are. And so uh, I wanted to remind you of a, just something that uh, was shared by Blake about the testimonies of this church, your church. And uh, Blake, would you come uh, and share that testimony? As y'all welcome Blake. He's been traveling. Yeah. If you don't see him, he's uh, been speaking in Canada and other places. So here we go. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, so <clears throat> I've shared this before, but uh, just as a reminder, um, uh, about two years after the church started, um, uh, I remember I was, uh, I was just sitting in worship one day and I was just looking at what was going on in, in the spirit. And I realized that there, there were these uh, two angels that I always saw in, in every service. There was more, but just these two particular ones I always saw. There was one that would always stand on this side and still does to this day that was just uh, on fire from head to toe. And I heard the Holy Spirit say that that um, angel carries the spirit of worship for this place. Um, there's another angel that always has and still does stand on this side. Um, he's a real, like, uh, thick and stocky sort, sort of angel. He's tall, but he's also really, like, wide and stocky. He has this kind of thick plate armor that, he, that he's wearing, and then there's this um, large uh, scroll that would sit across his shoulders on his back in a, in a case. And one day I asked the Holy Spirit what that was, and I heard the Holy Spirit say... Um, He's the bearer of the testimony. Now, like I said, the church had been around for two years. So I said, hey, could I see them? And the angel opened up the scroll, set it down, and the end of the scroll kind of shot out. I was at the back of the room kind of in that sort of zone. Um, and the end of the scroll shot out along the aisle and just went past me, went into the hallway, and just kept going, going, going. And I was watching as line after line after line after line of testimonies of healing, of breakthrough just went by and just kept going and going and going and going. And I was like, you know, we've already had a lot of testimonies. We, you know, we've been hearing testimonies from, from day one. But we've only been here for two years. This seems kind of like a lot. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, no, this is every testimony that is going to come through this church. That the ones that have happened and the ones that haven't happened yet. And I just kept scro- it just kept going and going and going and going. Eventually, as I got further, I saw clippings from news articles placed onto the scroll that had pictures of uh, a building that had pictures of um, a huge pile of crutches and wheelchairs that was about this high and uh, about 15 feet wide that were just going and going and going and going. And so I'm excited to see that all that come true. Thank you, Blake. Yeah. 
So we're going to spend a few minutes teaching on just two points, and then we're going to break out into ministry. But one of the goals for today is that every person here absolutely knows that God has a heart for your well-being, for your wholeness, that you're well, that you have more than enough. That, your, your, think of your faith walk Think of your faith journey as a house, and you're building a house, a fortress, a beautiful mansion that's called your spiritual faith walk, your journey. At the foundations of that beautiful home need to be some principles that you rest on. One is that God is good, that he is always good. I sensed in worship that um, some of you were sensing in worship that just a reminder of how good God is, and that some people maybe had uh, believed a lie that maybe it wasn't for you, or that you had, um, you were kind of uh, in a season where you're arguing with God, or you were frustrated with God, or you were questioning His goodness, and His kindness, and His grace, that you're special to Him, that no one's more special or more favored than you on the planet. And that you had let that truth drop in your hearts. There's no better time than right now to change your mind. To repent means to change your mind. And so for those that were feeling that, I'd just like to humble yourself and, and stand and say, yeah, I, I've been dealing with that, Pastor. So if you would stand, hey, I've been dealing with uh, the thoughts that, is God good? Am I, is he good? Thank you for your obedience and everyone standing. It's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. And he's on breakthrough. And so, Lord, uh, if you're around these folks, if you just lay hands on them, pray, pray with them. Hey, Lord, we thank you for your blood. We thank you for the communion table. And we thank you that confession reestablishes the standard. And we reestablish this standard in our hearts, Father, that you're good, that you're always good, that your motives are good, that you, it's your nature to be good. It's actually impossible for you not to be good. Our God cannot lie. Our God can't be unfaithful. He's, he's a good God, and he's faithful, and he's loving, and he's kind. And we reestablish that in our hearts today. And we say we're sorry for entertaining that lie of the enemy, that lie, lying thought. And all the people said, amen, amen. Thank you, yeah, thank you for your, your response there. So I want, you to, I want you to know that it's God's heart to heal. Everyone, all the time. That's his, that's his heart. We see it in, in the beginning in Genesis. Adam and Eve in the garden. That's plan A. That's the original stamp. You go back to that. What was going on there? 
They were whole. They were healthy. They had more than enough, and they were in a beautiful communion with the Father where he would walk with them and talk with them intimate day by day. That's the original stamp for your life. He made all creation. He made you, and he said, that is very good. He made all of that to support a relationship with you. You were the crown of his creation. And the original stamp of the Garden of Eden was one of wholeness, was one of health, beauty, love. Heaven had invaded earth. And they had a mandate to go expand that garden throughout the earth. That was the original design for you and for me. And this, this verse rocked me as I'm on my journey to the God who's good and the God who says, I'm in, I want to heal. So you turn to Psalms 103.3. Actually, we'll get to that next one in a minute. But this one says, the Psalms 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. What you do well, church, is this last hour, we have been singing, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless his holy name. Bless, you know, sometimes when you don't feel like worshiping, if you'll worship, the feelings will follow. You know that, right? Sometimes I don't feel like going to work, but if I'll just go to work for a while... You know, it feels a little better after a while. Amen? So it's okay. Like, you can tell your soul, soul, body, mind, spirit, bless the Lord today, whether I feel like it or not. Hey, it's raining outside. Go to church today. You, you know, you direct your soul. And so bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And, and uh, y'all worship in such an amazing way. Blake, Blake, I don't know if I had time to talk about the angel of worship that has walked with this ministry. You are a part of something, building a foundation for the greatest wave of worship the world has ever known. But it says in verse 3, who pardons all your iniquities and he heals all your diseases. Embedded in the communion cup, embedded in the cross is the God who heals you and who forgives your sin. Those things are locked together like two hands, like a hand in a glove. They're, they're linked, and you, we can't unlink them because they're in plain sight throughout Scripture everywhere. We just ate the bread representing the body. By his stripes, you're healed. He heals all your diseases, cleanses all your sin. You see, salvation has been preached into the ground beautifully in our culture, especially in the South and especially our Baptist brothers. The, 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 the truth of salvation is evident. Like we don't have any trouble believing that by his blood all of our sins are, are forgiven. Amen? Like that's not hard for a believer to believe in this day. It hasn't always been that way, but it's in the climate, it's in the culture, it's in the ground, it's been preached and preached and preached, and people have experienced that and understand that. They felt Romans say, Abba, Father, Daddy, they felt that they've been saved. 
And so if, if today at the end of service, if a, a known criminal, a known murderer came and knelt at the, at the altar and gave his heart to Jesus, we believers who understand the gospel, understand the blood that, that cleanses us from sin, would look at him with joy. We would look at him with joy. And, and after time passed and there was some time to know that, hey, that was real, it wasn't fake, we saw the fruit in his life, that moment would be a moment of great joy for us. Because we know his blood does cover all sin. Did you catch that? All sin. Verse 3, who pardons all your iniquities. See, our faith is lined up with heaven. We think the way heaven thinks when it comes to salvation. And that man, we, we just are excited. We know. But when someone comes down this other aisle and they, they have a need in their body that feels impossible, our faith is lower. We're not 100% sure. Amen? Being honest? So there is an element of creating a culture of truth where our minds are being restored and renewed. And we're all in that process of restoring our mind because he does heal all our diseases. In the cross, every person, there's enough blood for every person on the planet to be saved. And in his body that was torn and ripped and broken, there is enough healing for everyone. Amen? And like this, these things have to become foundations in our faith house. Like that, that thing's got to have rebar and be on good dirt and have deep concrete because it's got to hold a lot. These are foundational in our thought process. He heals all your diseases. Isaiah 53, 5, if you go with me. This is one of the great, great chapters in the Bible. An amazing chapter. It talks about, here it is, written by Isaiah, hundreds and hundreds of years before the coming Messiah, but so describes him. It would be great to study the whole chapter, but in verse 5, he was pierced. Remember, Jesus was pierced in his side for your transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The, the whole process of crucifixion is a crushing. The chastening of our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. So much of the Western church doesn't believe in healing. But he says, by his stripes, by his scourging, we were healed. It's okay. It's wonderful that it creates our salvation on the cross. But it's falling short if it isn't all that it's meant to be. The scriptures are continuing to say, I died for salvation. I died for healing all all, all. And this stuff is this and my process from I'm not seeing this to seeing this was some of these foundations needed to be in place. That it's always God's will. 
I had to close the back door of the lies of the enemy. Well, it's not for every day, or those things stopped, or God, God wants me to have this. Closing the back door is part of our journey into who we're called to be. Amen? Bill Johnson in a recent message said, healing isn't the whole gospel, but the gospel isn't whole without it. It isn't the whole gospel. I mean, if you had to pick salvation or healing, I pick salvation. Amen? Like, I'd rather go to heaven and be sick than be well and go to hell, wouldn't you? Like, healing is not the whole gospel. But the gospel is not whole without it. And so we're going to see a demonstration of that today. Another, another place that was so helpful to me in our, our journey was the word sozo. So in your, you know, the New Testament was, was translated from the Greek. But where you see salvation almost all the time in the Bible is the word, the Greek word that was translated Sozo was translated into salvation. But that very word obviously means salvation, but it carries different meanings too. Embedded in that word is also wholeness, health, healing, salvation. God has it all together. Even in the words that are used in the original text was more than salvation. There was a wholeness. It is linked in Scripture. It is not hidden. It's there in plain sight. It shouldn't be a revelation. He's putting it out there. Amen? And so, this one, this concept just rocked me. And that is, I believe that the story of Moses and Egypt, very literal. I'm, it's easy for me to believe the Red Sea parted. And, the, and as they, and you know the story. And there's so much of the gospel is laid out of that. Egypt who represents the world. And you remember that the blood of the lamb at the end, they took a lamb's blood and put it over the doorstops. Over, over the top of the door, the blood of the lamb. Remember, they didn't break the lamb's legs. That was prophetic. Because remember Jesus on the cross? They came to break his leg, but he had already passed away. He'd already died. They didn't break his leg. All these little details in the scripture that link together. But you remember the exodus where... God gave them the spoils of Egypt. They were coming out with the gold. They were coming out with all the stuff. They were coming out of Egypt. We sang a couple of weeks ago, I, I'm walking with the broken chains above my head. The chains of slavery. They were leaving the bondage of Egypt. That's a sign of us. We leave the world. We leave the bondage of the world. And we're coming out with broken chains above our head. But in Psalm 105, verse 37, it says, And there was not one frail among them. 600,000 men, 2 to 3 million people, who had lived in 400 years of slavery, 
working under the heat of the day, no health care, no days off, no paid vacation, no trips to the beach. 600,000 men, not one frail among them. It's amazing. Three million people, not one frail among them. I've got to put in my house of foundation, God, I know it's your will for all to be healed. It's got to be there. It's got to be strong. Can I hear an amen? amen. It's, it, it's indisputable. It's in his word. It's consistent with him being good. Not one frail among them. The old covenant was an inferior covenant to the new. So it's the heart of the Father in the new covenant that we would walk that way. Amen? Amen. So last teaching I want to talk about is the testimony, the power of the testimony. And we'll jump in. So the testimony is interesting. You all know the verse, the, uh, the verse that this testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Somebody give me that verse. I meant to look that up. The testimony, the reference, if you would, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's an interesting verse, and I've always admired, like, who found the key? Like, who saw that? So the testimony of Jesus, that would be a written word or the spoken Word of God, it would be a written testimony of something that happened that God did. And you know that prophecy is either foretelling or it's actually speaking a word that changes the environment right now. Prophecy is telling something of the future or the prophetic can actually create a change in the atmosphere in this moment. So the testimony of Jesus, the written spoken word of Jesus, can actually change the moment we're in right now. It can change the nature. It's as if grace comes as a backing up this verse, and grace comes, grace is the operational power of God. Grace is something can happen now that couldn't happen 30 seconds ago. This is... Something going on in the unseen world. This is one of those, I give you the keys to heaven. This is one of those keys. So we tell testimonies here, not just because it's fun to have other people come up. It's not just fun, just because it's fun to hear wonderful stories and breakthrough of people. We tell testimonies because it is, it is building churning the ground to make it more open for God to do it again. The testimony in Hebrew, the original word in Hebrew, is do it again. So we tell testimonies because God wants to do it again. Amen? So we'll see how that happens. So, And the Lord taught me this in such a dramatic way. I, um, I remember in our old church... Uh, a gentleman, Don Lewis, many of you know him. He goes to Tenza's church. And um, 
two people got up. There was an open mic, and they got up, and they were talked about their right wrists being hurt. And how many of you know God often speaks in divine coincidence? And I thought, boy, that feels like a divine coincidence. Two people, it just seems kind of random, two people. So I stood up and uh, kind of grabbed the mic. It was an open mic. I said, I just believe that someone else, God wants to do it again. Does someone have a right wrist issue? And Don Lewis is at the back, and he is a master carpenter, just quite a craftsman. Everything he's ever built for me is still beautiful 20 years later. He said, he rose his hand, yeah, that's me. I, I can't even pick up my toolbox. We prayed for him. Nothing spectacular happened, but a week later he came back and said, hey, I, I'm healed. I, I'm, I'm working again. I'm working. I'm working. And it was like, great. And I was, next week I was, as at a small group, a, a life group. Everybody ought to be in a life group, amen? So, so. I'm sharing the testimony, and the young man, Joel, next to me said, I, I've got a right wrist problem. I, I, high school football, I've got two pins in my arm. I'm an electrician's helper, and I've been pulling cable all week, and it's just, I, I just can't do it. I can't, I'm, I can't do it with my left hand all day. And we prayed, and he was instantly healed because God wants to do it again. Not many months later, we were ministering in a large church with Bill Johnson and a team would come up and have a word of knowledge. And the Lord, um, the Lord, for me anyway, will often remind me of a previous healing. He'll highlight one and say that, that's how he talks to me about a word of knowledge. Some people just get an impression. Some people get some part of their body that starts to hurt. But for me, that's been the most effective way. And I just began to remind myself of those and get highlighted as, as we were uh, praying for the sick. And I called out that word of knowledge uh, because both of them were men and both of them worked in the trades. I said, is there a man who works in the trades who's got a right wrist? God, let's do it again. And, and uh, out of a thousand people, one man over here to my left raised his hand. And so when we break out for prayer time, I would just go run to the person I, I gave a word of knowledge to because I, I wanted to see if it worked. I wanted, and I, I felt like their faith might rise if I, the person who gave them the word would go pray for them. And I, I, but I was selfishly, I, I, hey, let's, and I said, and I got to him and I said, what's going on? He said, the moment you release the word, my hand just went on fire and got well. See, that's that spoken word, that's the prophetic, the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And that, so that what God, what he did is he used that prophetically to go change that. And so, so I've been sharing this, this story about the testimony uh, in the school of ministry for a dozen years and, and a few times at church. And Almost every time we share it, God heals someone else of their right wrist. It's a great story. In fact, this week, just randomly, uh, Christy Naylor call, uh, called me and said, hey, I just want to remind you, I got my wrist healed the other day, and, or, or years ago. Right wrist. And uh, Tracy, come on up and share your testimony. You, 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 sh you shared with me. 
in staff meeting, uh, I've, I didn't even know this, but um, I didn't warn you. you. You can get called up on stage without warning, okay? Um, I had not heard of Bill Johnson or been to Bethel before, and I had a friend who said, meet me at this church and we'll go to lunch afterward. And I was like, okay, because I hadn't seen her in years. We went to school together. And Steve was preaching. This is like eight years ago. And Steve was sharing the same testimony. And I had fallen off of a bike and hurt my right wrist severely. Um, but I just kept ignoring it because I had had surgery on my feet. And I was like, I'm not going to go get surgery on my arm. And so um, Steve was telling this story, and he was like, so is there, if there's anybody in here that has a right wrist that needs to be healed, please stand up. And it was in a sermon just like this, and I, I had never heard of this. So I was like, am I in a really strange place? Like, why does he think he can heal my wrist? <laughs> um, but thankfully, he's so clear that it's Jesus healing my wrist. So I I sat there for a minute, and I heard the Lord say, do you not want your wrist to be healed? And so I stood up with zero faith, like thinking I was in a very strange place. And um, so I stood up, and my wrist hurt all of the time. So as I stood up, I was like, weird. Like I didn't hear, feel a burning fire, but I sat down and was like, okay, this is not that didn't happen. Like, and then the rest of the service was great. And it wasn't even a sermon, a service about healing like this one is. He was talking about something else completely different that had nothing to do with healing. And he just thought, oh, I should talk about this wrist story. Um, but then I went home and for a week after week after week, I've never had pain in my wrist again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just something happening in the realm of the spirit in the unseen world and this particular truth. So uh, anyone with a wrist issue, right, just stand up. Wonderful. Uh, Patty, Patty, okay, awesome. Carpal tunnel, any kind of, if it's inhibiting you. So, okay, we're creating a culture of healing, a ground that's open for healing. So if you're around uh, any of these folks, would you lay hands on them? So Lord Jesus, right wrist, arthritis, even in that uh, joint, go. Carpal tunnel, go. We release your presence, Father, your presence to heal, your heat to heal, your healing touch. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Okay, if uh, there's a, one great thing, important thing about testimonies, always tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Tell me, uh, anybody get a breakthrough yet? Okay, Patty, all right, first one up. Amen, amen. Anyone else see a breakthrough yet? Yes? Okay, wonderful. And your pinky? Your pinky got healed? Oh, that's so fun. I got to tell a pinky story. So, so Lindy and I are at School of Ministry, and um, 
And it's about February before we were allowed to, um, to be on the prayer line. And for me, it was just such an honor to wear the badge of a school ministry and to stand on the prayer line to pray for people. It, just, it was a big deal to be on the prayer line to minister the gospel. And the first person that came up to me ever after, you know, seven months of school, first one in the line said, I, my pinky is hurt. My pinky's broken. Will you pray for it? And I thought, well, you know, I guess that's the, uh, that's fine. So I prayed for her and, um, and her, her pinky straightened out and the pain went away and the bone looked better. So it was awesome. Like, wow, that's cool. Second person in line comes up, my pinky is hurt. Like, what is the odds of that, you know? So I, I prayed for her, and, and she got healed. Like, I've got a pinky anointing or something. So uh, third guy comes up. He's part of the school ministry. He's one of the fiery, full of testimony. I, I'm like, this guy's full of faith. He comes up, hey, I've got a pinky that needs healing. What are the odds? And if I, you know, I'm two for two, and this guy's full of faith. Like, I don't even need to pray. This is going to happen. And it didn't. And, uh, you know, that, that's part of the mystery of God. We can talk about that piece another day. But, um, and the Holy Spirit said, you're in the kindergarten of healing. And uh, I was a little humbled by that. But... But God can graduate you quickly, and uh, he, he lifts up the humble. He gives grace to the humble. Amen? So um, those others that were prayed for, if you'll uh, just, uh, there's such a grace on that, so if you'll just uh, hang with it. Another, another key to healing is if you get some improvement, concentrate on the part that improved, not the part that didn't. What you focus on grows. And through our intercessors this morning, the, the Lord was speaking to them, like, if you'll make a little move, like, if you'll lean in, if you'll get out of the aisle, if you'll stand up, if you'll make a move, he'll come meet you. So there, there's something in healing, like, that matters. Like, Bill was just like, if I can just get him out of the aisle, if I can just move, just anything that says there's faith attached to something. Amen, amen. So we're going to minister. Uh, I've just kind of randomly asked some people to come up and bring a word of knowledge. So if you guys would all um, come on up. In fact, come on up on the stage. There's, I don't even know how many there are, so come on. So, so word of knowledge is where we're, we're just asking the Lord for, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to heal? Remember when Jesus... When Jesus spoke to that woman and he said, you know, I perceive you've had, you're, not, you're right, you're not married. You've had four husbands and the person you're living with and your husband. That was a word of knowledge. Like he, he, was, he was recognizing that. And so, and, it, and the word of knowledge is used to, to help get this going. So, um, so Dave, um, and so what we'll do is uh, if, if, if what is called is, is for you, if you just stand up. And, and when we get through everyone, we'll, we'll pray again, and we're going to see God do some things here.
Amen. This is fun. Christian recreation. This is, uh, I love this. This is a good thing. Okay. Dave? I'm going to ask everybody to just, let's go through and do one first, then we'll come back and do some more. So I saw a broken ladder, like someone had a fall. Maybe it was a ladder, maybe not, but you fell down, injured. I think it's the right foot. You might have even shattered the bone and have pins there um, or something like that. So if it's a fall from a ladder or some type of fall where you have an injury in your ankle. So if that's you, would you stand? Who would that be? Uh, Sherry. Okay, awesome. All right. Okay. Now, this young lady is hungry for healing. Hey, if there's a line, I'm coming up. Uh, the Lord has uh, highlighted you. It's your first time here, right? And, um, and she came early. Cause, hey, I, and she spoke with Lindy and me, and she's, um, she's got two or three things that God's going to heal today. Yeah. <laughs> Diabetes is one. And... Uh, so the Lord speaks to me through, I, like I know it's the Holy Spirit when it's divine coincidence. Her name is Teresa Harper. My sister-in-law is, and you go by Terry. Terry Harper is my sister-in-law. She's a nurse. Her husband's a doctor. You came to be healed today. Amen. So that's good. It's exciting. So I felt like all through worship that uh, someone had experienced t pain or tendonitis in their right elbow, and I, it could have been an athletic injury, I'm not sure, but in your right elbow, I feel like you've been constrained, and I just felt like the Lord was going to release healing on those folks. we got three, some in the back, back as well, one right here, amen, yeah, so let's just release that, somebody near them grab their right elbow, just put your hand there. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for healing flowing in every person. Lord, release this healing. I thank you for freedom and liberty in their arm. God, I thank you that as they flex their arm, Lord, there's a release. God, that you're causing that tendonitis to leave their body right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for wholeness. Amen, amen, amen. So anybody feeling any different? Anything going on there? Grace, grace, grace. Release grace for healing. There we go. We've just sensed in our staff a kind of a rumbling. We just noticed some really unique healings, some unique things happening in the body, just a building. There you go. Okay. Raise your hand if anything's happening there. So during worship, my daughter got down on her knees and she put her hands, like cupped them around both of my knees. And I'm not sure if that's because I actually have like the knees cut out <laughs> in my pants. And she was just like, oh, this is cool. I'm just going to put my hands down here. But when she stood up, I said, what are you doing? And she said, Jesus is healing your knees. 
which is kind of crazy because I have just started a new workout program and my knees are really sore. So if you are having trouble with your knees or have been feeling pain in your knees, if you'll just stand up, it can be one or the other. It can be both. So, okay. So remain standing and we'll pray at the end. That'll be great. Okay, Jen. When Steve asked me if I'd come up here uh, this morning, one of the things that I just really, really felt strong about was that somebody, somebody's heart has been really hurting bad, but not so much from something that's happened. It's more that you don't know what it is. It's just like, you, almost like you just, your heart just hurts really bad. And I felt like God wants to tell you he's given you a new heart. And he wants to renew your mind so that you realize it doesn't have anything to do with your heart. Your heart is fine. Okay, who would that be? Do I see? I see. Uh, okay, several hands. Great. Restoring hearts. Amen. Amen. You can raise your hand for, you can double dip. This line is fine. I see some double dippers. That's good. Yes, yes, yes. I hear um, a gentleman with the right shoulder is hurting. I saw, this morning I saw water coming off of a slide. So I don't know if somebody slipped and fall and had an injury slipping and falling or if somebody had an accident near a pool or um, while they were playing around a pool or some type of water injury. Um, all right, I'm going to go for this. Uh, I got a, I think it's an old phone number, and if it's you, then I've got some more stuff for you. So 275, anybody? 486, 232, and I didn't get the last number, I guess. Anybody? Anybody with area code 275? <laughs> All right, I, I went for it. Is that, what about the other one? Oh, I got a bunch. Um, so we'll, we'll try a different one. <laughs> Redemption, Lord, thank you. Um, so, yeah, my hip started hurting during worship, and that's not my thing. I never deal with, like, hip pain or anything. So I figured that's got to be somebody. Your right hip, is that awesome? All right. Lord's healing your hip in Jesus' name. Dan wants me to do the rest of these, all right. <laughs> um, so, let's see. So, yeah, there's been some cries. This is what the Lord was telling me. Like, there's been some cries for, like, your teeth and the difficult situation that you're in with your teeth and not being able to sort that out. If that's you, I believe the Lord is. He just told me this. He wouldn't, like, let up that he's healing your teeth today that that's happening and to look have someone look in your mouth or like use your phone and just try to try to get a picture of the inside of your mouth and we'll just believe that that teeth is being healed right now and we definitely want to hear about that and that uh so i had uh, i had uh, talked to a guy he had to leave but um uh, he said over in this area someone with a right leg injury or anything like that any pain in your right leg in this section you? You? 
Awesome. Two. And then also, um, which is funny because Josh was praying for me over my elbow, the tendonitis in the elbow, and starts talking about body parts in heaven. And uh, the same guy said during worship, he saw body parts floating around in the air during worship. So if anybody is in need of a new body part, stand up because it's in the room. So kind of amazing how many are standing, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release... Uh, if you'll keep your hands up, we're going to just release people that, and now the rest of you are part of the ministry team. And what I, what I do here is I just sort of scan the room and just ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, who do you want me to pray for? Where, where do you want me to go? Do you have something for someone specific? So uh, if you'll keep your hand raised, we'll know that you are, are receiving prayer. And then the rest of us are going to go, we're going to take five minutes or so, and we'll come back, and we're going to um, have some fun and see what happened, and we may do, we may do another round if we have time. So um, Lord's going to do some great things. Release your healing grace. Release your healing angels. Okay, keep your hands up. Now, ministry team, go. go. Y- y'all go. Y'all go and come back, okay? We'll see. Shut up. Release your healing angels. Go find, if you... I don't want anyone not being touched. Wave your hand at me if there's no one ministering to you. Wave my hand if you haven't. There's one. There, there's a lady right, right there in the middle. Let's get. There she is. Thank you, Jim. There's a couple over here to my left. I need some help. Anyone else? Wave at me if you're not. There's a young lady right there. Thank you, Melissa. the grace of healing. Healing come. Let healing come. Let healing come. Let healing come. The grace of healing come. Pray your breast prayer. Pray out loud. Pray like it's your last prayer. Release the grace of healing. Be healed in Jesus' name. Breakthrough in Jesus' name. Shoulders loosen up. Right shoulder loosen up. Right Elbows healed. Release your heat, Holy Spirit. Broken hearts, healed hearts. Teeth being healed. Shodabadiana. Heal the teeth. 
Release joy in the healing. Shanabadianda Ladasi. Shurabadianda Ladasanda. Shurabadianda Ladasi. Grace, 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 grace. Let your healing come. Let your healing come. Shurabadianda Ladasanda. Shurabadianda Ladasanda. Shurabadianda Ladasanda. Grace, grace, grace. Shandalabadianda let us see. Shodabadianda let us sanda. Shandabadianda let us see under let us sanda. Okay, okay. Be healed in Jesus' name. Here's what we want to do. All right. Amen, amen, amen. God has done some wonderful things in our midst. Let's, let's find out what's happening in the group. So, so it's right here at 12 o'clock. If you have a child, uh, we'd like you to, in the, in the nursery or in the children's ministry, we'd like you to go get your child. Come on back. I don't think we're done, we're done yet, so run, get your child, and pop back in. You're free to f- come and go as you will. If you got healed, let me get your attention. If something happened in your body significant, I'd like you to come up here. We'll just do a really quick testimony. Just line up. Uh, um, Justin, would you administer that, and we'll just, we'll just set that up. So just kind of pop up here. Quickly. Amen. Good time to finish up your prayers. Come on up if God's done something. Here we go. Okay, this is when it gets fun. Come on up. Justin, why don't you kind of walk people through these testimonies? Uh, all right, so. All right, so what did the Lord do? Uh, I fell and injured my shoulder. And Hold on real quick. Hold on. I know we're all still praying. We love that. We love that. Right here, this is when people start to get healed. So let's just all, no more praying. I know, that's fun, huh? I've seen more people get healed not when we're praying than when we're praying, just so you all know. So, okay, so shh, sorry, love you. Anyway, uh, I had some treatment with it, and it just uh, still hurt all along, and I couldn't lift it up, and it would make popping noises and grind, and it doesn't do that anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, what did the Lord do? Um, so I've had digestive, and they, when they were asking about um, different, like, new body parts, I was asking for new organs. 
So I've had digestive problems for the past six years, but specifically the past three years have been really bad. Um, and there's no pain anymore. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I didn't stand because they didn't call out my, my left foot. I hurt a few months ago, and it's been painful every day, like really painful to step on it, to walk on it. It felt like I shattered something, but I, I just didn't go to the doctor or anything. And when I was praying for someone else, actually, the pain in my foot completely went away. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. So I cut my knee about six years ago, and they put um, 16 staples in my knee, and I were having problems with it up until now when they, wow. when they pray for me and all of the pain is gone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yesterday I asked the Lord, I said, uh, I'm a dental assistant, so I work with my hands all the time. So carpal tunnel has started being in my right hand really bad to where I wanted to quit work. And um, so I asked him yesterday, I said, Lord, call out a word of knowledge of carpal tunnel or wrist problems. And that's the first thing he did this morning. So uh, tomorrow will be, will be the true test, but the Lord has healed. And thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I was injured back in December in my right elbow, and it is it is burned constantly, constantly since December, constant burning. And it's not burning right now. So. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So this has been a really stressful week, and every injury in my body has been acting up. So I've literally been walking around the house bent over, unable to walk, on the heating pad, on the TENS unit. And I even limped across the bridge to get here. And as they were praying for me, I felt fire in my hip. And now I can, I can do anything I couldn't do before. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Woo! So... I, when they called out knees, I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I actually have had problems with my knees for years, and they act up. They're not acting up, like, a lot today, but, like, I can't get down on my knees. I can't get up and down. My knees are a problem, right? And it's not my knee. It's the tissue around my knee, but it's always stiff and sore, and I, my mobility, scar tissue, all that stuff. And um, anyway, today, when that healing was called out and I I thought that's not for me but then I thought yeah it's for me and I, I we prayed and I am just declaring it right now that these knees, knees are healed and I just want to declare that for everyone here thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus You know, Scripture talks about in Nazareth, uh, G even Jesus could do very few miracles there because of their unbelief. But the corollary, the opposite is true. When there's an atmosphere of belief, many miracles can happen. So just as we're creating an atmosphere, a culture of worship, we're creating a culture where, where miracles happen easily. And you're a part of that. It happens with you just like worship happens because of you. And you're, you're participating in that in the same way. If what you came for or needing did not have, get called out in a word of knowledge, then um, we're going to have a prayer team at the end and you can come up for that. But I think um, just know that you, uh, the service, 
you're free to go if you have other commitments, other things that you need to do. But I'd encourage you to bring the children in. I, sometimes these things just build on a momentum. I'm believing that for today. So we're going to stay at it, okay? There's, God's doing some things, so let's keep going. And, uh, yeah, Troy, you're ready. What's, tell me what's happening with you. I only know a few people here. I've been coming maybe four months. But I get blessed every time I come. Pastor Steve is just, I've stuck my foot in my mouth a whole lot, but I had to go apologize and ask forgiveness for several things. But the Lord has blessed me through that too. And like the lady said, uh, when she was praying for somebody else, she got healed. And I think that I've been praying for other people, even though I'm like this. I'm I'm actually falling apart. All my joints are de degenerating, and I'm praying that God will regenerate all my joints. <laughs> From here all the way down. So uh, I want all the power that you guys have, because I know God, God could do it, and he's going to do it. I've claimed it, and I want the healing. I want to go out and do his word, do his what he wants me to do. I want to see like Jesus sees. I want to feel like Jesus feels. I want to love like Jesus loves unconditionally everybody. I want to see people like Jesus sees people because when I see people, I see wrongs, and I shouldn't do that. I should see them as God's children. So uh, that's just. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, extend your hand. Lord, we just pray complete Miracle, complete restoration, complete makeover, God. Head to, your toe, head to your toes, top of your head, bottom of your toes, be healed. Degeneration, stop. Recreation, start. And we release your grace and your presence. Troy, be healed in Jesus' name. You get healed. In Jesus, Jesus' name. When I started coming here, I didn't know if that was the right, this was the right church for me. <laughs> but I know it's the right church for me now. There's so, much, there's so much love that comes from everybody in here that I'm just absorbing that. And I just want to pass that on as God gives it to me. As you give it to me, I just want to let it flow through me. Thank you. God. So good. Sometimes people preach a better sermon than you in one minute, right? Troy, I feel like the healing's already begun in you. I feel like, I feel like God's done a healing already in you. I feel like he started 
with the love of God that's coming from all the people around you. I feel like he is just immersing you in his love and it's just started to begin and it's, he's, got a, he's gonna complete what he's begun in you. Hallelujah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dion, uh, once you come, I know you had some more words of knowledge. Dan, did you have a few other words of knowledge? Okay. Come on up. All right, I'm gonna run through these really quick. Um, I also saw um, muscle spasms in the right leg. If somebody has muscle spasms in the right leg, I also saw a Cleveland's Brown player staying up. So I don't know if you have an old sports injury or if your last name is Brown and uh, I saw you standing up, you might have emotional problems that the Lord is setting you free from. I also saw um, Katie. Katie, I don't know if it's you that needs healing or you have a friend named Becca that needs healing. So the Lord wants to heal her or you. Um, then Travis, I heard the name Travis and brain cancer. So if anybody named Travis here has brain cancer or you know a Travis named brain cancer, God wants to heal that. I heard the name Judy. And I saw a garden, so if there's a Judy here that likes flowers, if you have any injuries or anything like that, I kind of felt arthritis for that one. So if you want to be healed of that, the Lord's trying to heal that. I heard uh, the name Ashley, and I heard Mark 11:23. so I don't know if that's our Ashley. If you're listening to the podcast, the Lord is saying that, he says, speak to the mountain and, um, and it shall be removed. So the, the, your healing is in your voice, and just speak to it. And also I saw the hurricane behind you, so just... Just know that you're a force to be reckoned with, and your voice is part of that. And um, I think that was it. And I heard the uh, Tennessee. If somebody's here from Tennessee and they need healing, um, Tennessee and I think tennis elbow, maybe. And um, I think that's it. So if any of those sound good. Okay. Yeah, by the way, that, that telephone number, the area code was North Carolina. So uh, just kind of try to, whatever's going on there. If uh, any of those words, if, since so many are standing now, if you would just come on up front, if you're responding to one of the words Dion just had, just come on up front. And, um, and Dave? I saw like a vice, and it was wrapped around from ear around the back of the head. So I think this means two things. A, you have excruciating headaches in the back. It's like beyond migraine level. And secondly, I think there might be one particular person, but maybe more than one. You get attacked every night by demons, but you're ashamed because you're a Christian and it doesn't make sense to you. And you haven't let anyone in on the fact that you go through this night terrors. I know I don't want you to raise your hand, but if that's you... Our team is able to, to lead you in deliverance from that. You don't have to suffer through the night because you're embarrassed that demons are attacking you. The blood of Jesus washes over all of that. Amen? So be brave, and in your bravery, you're going to find your freedom. Um, I also just felt um, if anyone's just dealing with disappointment over not being healed, um, just to repent and give that to the Lord. Brent told me that a minute ago, like, that I needed to do that myself, and I was like, oh, I totally do, and just, you know, I've just been disappointed about this nagging knee pain, and so, um, yeah, so I just wanted to share that, if that's for you. Um, yeah, you're healing. He's our healer. 
Yeah, well, as, just as we prophesy in part, um, dealing with if it didn't happen today, uh, it's, it's a box of mystery, but I just try not to let it disappoint my heart, and I keep plowing forward, and, and it, as God is revealing, we're getting closer and closer to that day where all... Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.